Hashtag you don't have to be Jewish. We now go to Gabriel Kraus, who is a fellow at the Institute of Race Relations. The question is, the South African government has been heavily invested in the Israel-Hamas war. And is there something that they are doing, is this something rather that they are doing to distract from South Africa's real issues? If you would like to share your thoughts, please let us know on the SMS line 34519 on Telegram 061-895-1019, Twitter at HiFM and email on air at HiFM.com. Gabriel, thank you so much for taking the time to join us today. Greetings, happy to be here. How's it? How's it? Uh, good to hear that. Yeah, lekker, thank you. Uh, right. So <laughs> the South African government is so focused on the Israel-Hamas war. There, there are things, catastrophes happening throughout our own country, throughout our continent, but they seem to be very, very focused on the war. What can you tell us about that? Indeed. Um, I think that there are two sides to this. Um, one of them comes out uh, perhaps clearly when you uh, look at the polling results of a recent poll commissioned by the Institute of Race Relations, which was not about this issue directly, but which did ask the question, do you think South African politicians talk up stories of colonialism in order to excuse their own failures? And the answer from most respondents, and that's most respondents within all race groups, was yes. It does seem as if politicians sort of scapegoat the tragedies of the past to try and run away from their own current mistakes. Right. I think that there is something similar that happens contemporaneously but across the world where a failing government, and to give a context of how badly the government is failing, so the, uh, the Ipsos is an international pollster that asks people around the world, do you think your country is going in the right direction or the wrong direction? South Africa's got the highest percentage on average of people say who, who say wrong direction in the world since Ramaphosa became president. Right. Uh, it's about 88 to 90% says the wrong direction. So most people are very frustrated and Durko, Naledi, Minister Naledi Pando, President Ramaphosa himself, they are uh, adept at uh, sort of shifting the conversation to a terrain where they believe they can win. On the yes. other hand, uh, um, the war, the, the, the terror attack on October the 7th against uh, uh, innocent Israelis and the, uh, the war that ensued in retaliation um, are commanding extraordinarily high levels of tension across the world. And I think that um, in good faith, uh, any government... Um, is uh, that's got a foreign affairs department is going to be weighing in on this issue and, and trying to, you know, maybe even trying to do some good. Um, right. uh, I, certainly, it's important enough to warrant the the attention. I uh, I, I think that the the first interpretation, the more cynical one, uh, maybe gets a little bit extra weight if you consider the kind of attention that our government's been giving to the issue, which has often been incendiary and sort of one-sided and, and I think it's counterproductive, really. Yes. We're, with elections coming up next year, do you think we'll be seeing this type of thing escalating and increasing with uh, the government's um, the support? Are they using it to perhaps attract different voter bases if they're seeing their, their potential voter numbers sliding? 
I think, look, I think that um, more than attracting voters, because there are few voters in this country who are likely to uh, come to a party because of its foreign policy, I think what their best hope is, is to split uh, voters away from other parties. Right. If you look at the Democratic Alliance, uh, there's a party, you know, it's, it's former um, shadow minister of foreign affairs, I remember uh, saying quite openly that uh, the Israel-Palestine issue is a is a potential wedge issue for that party. Yes, um, it's got people who, in very large numbers, uh, support have quite you know different uh, views on the conflict and and quite different loyalties. And so I think part of the anti-electoral strategy, insofar as this conflict goes, is the more heat that they can direct towards it, the more um, kind of the, the, the more incendiary language they can use, the more they tempt the DA to come in uh, with hard rebuttals, yes. and then it becomes an issue of like, well, you, you're just a pro-Israel party, and anyone who who has um, a, a different view that has been voting for the DA should leave that party and come to us or go to uh, uh, Al Jamaha or something like that. And I, I, I've been seeing that in uh, sort of Johannesburg civil society public fora. Um, I've been seeing it in local. Uh, news, radio, and and print, where these battles uh, sort of start bubbling up in ways that this is is missed on the national uh, platform. But, right. but at that local level, it, it seems to me that that this conflict, that this kind of um, uh, electioneering, has already kicked off. How, how divisive do you see this amongst the South African population, amongst the different race groups, different religious groups? Is this causing a deeper divide? It's hard to say. Um, I think that most South Africans are, are, are overwhelmed by the problems that they face at home. Uh, you know, the major, literally the majority of people my age and younger are workless. Yes. Um, in the last couple of weeks, over 20 people died in the Eastern Cape uh, from botched initiation ceremonies. Right. Um, in the last year, over 40 children have died of starvation, effectively, in the Eastern Cape. Right. I think the families connected to those kinds of stories really have very little bandwidth left for um, conflicts on the other side of the planet. And I think that uh, that expands to people who are jobless or people who have work. You know, the average salary in South Africa, in, in terms of the median, not the mean, is just over 4,000 rand a month. People, right. that's, that's what the average person earns. People earning that amount are not likely to have much bandwidth either for the foreign policy issues. But amongst the elites, um, amongst the kinds of people who, you know, can afford nice soft shoes, uh, to walk around in their homes and to read mm. the newspaper. And a great and, cell phone uh, for social, social media. media. Yeah. That's it. And yeah. the social media presence. <laughs> Exactly, and 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 to and to those people, it is a hugely to many people who belong to that class. I think yes. it is a hugely important issue, partly because it is so deep. The right. the, the the clash there 
is it's a, it's a hard one uh, for for I think just about anyone to grapple with, and and then people kind of um, get set in a certain way, and 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 um, families uh, split over yes. over this conflict, and I think so do 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 larger groupings. So I think my, what I understand you saying is the more comfortable your existence in the country, the more involved in this conflict you're going to be, the more the less comfortable you are, the less it interests you. So, Gabriel Kraus, thank you so much. We really do appreciate you coming on board. Unfortunately, that's all the time we have for for this conversation. That was Gabriel Kraus, a fellow of the Institute of Race Relations. The South African government has been heavily invested in the Israel-Hamas war. Is this for a distraction from South Africa's real issues, or is it something that they really want to be involved in?